Welcome to Sermons from Silver Moon with Pastor Phil Barber of the Silver Moon Full Gospel Church. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church is committed to preaching the Word of God and invites you to join them for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night service at 6.30. Now, here's Pastor Phil Barber with today's message. The title of the message is Shock and Awe. And we'll be using for a text, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. We live in a time every year, if you look back at uh, 2023, I'm sure there are things that surprised you. There were things that stunned you and shocked you. Things happened in your life, in your family's life, maybe in your workplace that you didn't expect. Some of it good, some of it bad. But life is full of surprises and life is full of shocks. Now, if I were to ask you the question, do you like surprises? Probably most of you, as you're a little bit older, you probably think about the answer before you spoke because most of us would say, well, it depends on what kind of surprise you're talking about. I mean, I never loved the surprise of walking outside in the morning and seeing I have a flat tire. That does nothing for me. I'm not happy about that surprise, but it's flat. And that means something has to be done. So all surprises are not pleasant. Not all, some surprises bring pain, bring hurt, bring disappointment, even bring regret. I think of the people in the hometown of Jesus Christ, his hometown of Nazareth. One Sabbath day, he went to worship there and it was his turn to read from the scripture and the scripture they are supposed to read from, which was ordained by God, but also was planned by the synagogue, was from the book of Isaiah. And after he read it, he said to the people, what you have just heard me read has come true today. In other words, what he was saying was, to their surprise, let me tell you, it's going to be a surprise because it's not something you hear every Sabbath day. <laughs> they never heard it before. But what he was saying is, I am the Messiah that the Old Testament prophecies are talking about. And those words shocked, surprised, stunned the listeners in the synagogue that day. And they began to ask questions. Is this not Joseph's son? <laughs> the Messiah? Come on. This is Joseph's son. Isn't this a boy who we went to school with? Every, every day. This is Jesus. This is the boy when he was little who followed Mary around town. At that time, no one's thinking, well, we have a prophet among us. But all of a sudden, Jesus Christ claims not only to be a prophet, but he claims to be the Messiah. The surprise was so stunning and so shocking that they planned to murder Jesus. They dragged him out of town, and they were going to throw him over a cliff. But with God's help, he escaped their clutches and ran away. Now, that was an unpleasant surprise for them. And all of us experience unpleasant surprises in our lives. Some of you could look back to last year and say, this was an unpleasant surprise. This was a difficult surprise. This was stunning, shocking. I did not think this would happen in my life in 2023. I did not expect 
this kind of change that came into my life. You see what you're saying, Pastor? Well, guess what? 2024 is here. And there'll be some pleasant surprises. And there'll be some unpleasant surprises. We'll get news that we didn't expect. Bad news we didn't expect. We all love good news. But how do we handle the bad news? How do we experience those? How do we deal with them? So there are things that happened last year that none of us expected, good or bad. Some things that you could never imagine, and you shouldn't try to imagine what could happen. But the loss of a loved one, here one day, gone the next. What about the collapse of a business? Think what happened down in Anderson, Missouri for those people when all of a sudden the Tyson chicken plant closed. My brother-in-law was here this week, lives down in uh, the Gulf Shores area, and uh, uh, big news down there, a restaurant well-known. You all heard of Paula Dean, and she has a restaurant in Foley's Paula Dean restaurant where the workers showed up, came to work. And when they showed up, there was a nose that was closed, out of business. They had no idea, didn't expect it. But all of a sudden, they lost their wages. They lost their job. They didn't know how they were going to pay their bills, what they were going to do. Stunned, and they were interviewed by newspapers and by television stations, and they all expressed the same thing, that it was horrible, difficult. Things come into our lives that we don't expect. Some of us lose a job. Some of us will get a job promotion. Some of us have worked for years at the same place and not received a raise. It's disappointing. That's hurting, hurtful. Some of us are praised for a job well done, and some of us are never recognized for efforts and for our works. Sometimes you want to just stand up and say, what about me? (laughs) What about me? Tell me I've done a good job. Deanna's dad, uh, he wasn't raised this way. He's poor. But he learned and practiced to say good things to people, to be friendly to everybody, to say something kind and say something nice. Like I've told you before, and some of you are new and you all heard this, but Annabelle would cook him an egg every day. I, and he'd eat that egg and he had a way about him. He'd almost take his fork and kind of hit the plate and he'd say, Annabelle, that's the best egg I've ever had. Now he's only had 300 in the past. You know what I'm saying? 300 the last 300 days. But it's always the best egg. Learn to praise. Learn to say something good. But there's many of us who are never thanked, never praised, never acknowledged. And it hurts. No one recognizes me. There's things that happen that we just don't expect. I've been there. You have been there. But there's good news also. Nothing like a surprise birthday party. There's nothing like seeing... Friends you haven't seen in a long time. We went to a birthday party uh, about a month ago, the and I did, and uh, the youngest sister of the girls' birthday party had come all the way from southern Arkansas to be there for that celebration. She and her husband, he had been in our youth group. She uh, she had been in our home. Uh, they had met at youth camp and, and started dating, but he's in Magnolia and she's in Webb City. And anyway, 
they finagled a way around where she could come and stay with Deanna and me. And then I don't know how long she was there. She wasn't there very long. And then they came in one day and said, we're going to get married. That was shocking. I mean, in two or three weeks of dating, they were getting married. And they still, they've been married about the 40, 40 plus years. But, uh, there's a, the surprise engagement. There's the surprise news that of a pregnancy that, uh, can bring joy and that can bring happiness. But life is filled with surprises and it's filled with shocks. And I want to read from our text, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. It's a familiar story. Chapter 5 of the Gospel of Luke, and we'll begin with verse 1. And I'll begin to read. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gethsemane, And he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, which was talking about Peter, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. I'll finish. From now on, you will be catching men. But I want to focus on do not be afraid. Can you imagine the pleasant surprise the disciples had that day? It really shocked Peter from what happened. They had been fishing all night and had caught nothing, not a thing. They come home empty, and coming home empty meant They were still broke. Not only were they still broke, they were going to be hungry. They weren't going to be able to pay their bills. They weren't going to meet their obligations because they had fished all night. Yet Jesus says, hey, let me borrow your boat. Let me use it. Faith promise. (laughs) Just let me use it. And he gives it to Jesus. Listen. If Jesus is asking for something, you have a choice. You can give it or not give it. They could have said, we're tired. We worked hard. It's time to go home. We don't have, we're too busy. Not only that, we're disappointed. We're hurt. We got, we don't want to. We got. Our net's clean. We got everything folded up. We're ready to go home. But they didn't do that. They gave it to Jesus. No promises. He didn't make any promises. I I need to use your boat. I got to preach. The people are getting too close. I need a little distance so I can speak to them. 
and they gave the vote. We're people who believe that God speaks to us through his word and through his spirit. That God speaks to us individually. He'll speak to us through messages and through sermons. He'll speak to us through testimonies. Wednesday night, we had a, went a little different and let people testify and speak a little bit. And uh, that was a little different. But let me tell you, sometimes you need to hear what God is saying to other people. You need to hear about the work of grace in other people's lives. And so the boat is given to Jesus to use to speak. And let me say this. I don't know when, and I don't know how, but whatever you have given to Jesus, Jesus is going to give you more for giving to him. One of the great things in teaching of the scripture is that when he returns, it says he will bring his recompense. He will bring his reward with him. Now, I don't do anything for the Lord think, well, I'm going to get something better. But it's just a principle. We're taught that in the story of the Good Samaritan. This man comes by. He takes care of this man, uh, this man who's been beaten and robbed. Has He has nothing. And this man takes this broken man to the inn. He pays for everything. But not only that, he says, when this guy gets on his feet, when I return, I'll repay you. He didn't ask the innkeeper to do anything but trust him that he would pay him when he got back. He was asking the innkeeper a big thing. You feed him. You pay for his meals. You pay, you let him have a room. You're not going to make any money while he's in that room. All the guests that come by, that room is occupied. He's not going to be paying you. He may be there two days, three days, four, we don't know, but whatever how long he's there. When I come back, I will repay you. I will repay you whatever it's cost you. And that's what you and I have to learn. I asked the question Wednesday night. What is faith? Faith is simply trust. You trust God's character and God's word. I grew up, I say out west, I grew up in Colorado. I grew up in cowboy country. But I grew up in a part of the world where your word was your bond. If you said you were going to do something, you did it. Is it biblical in it that you did it even to your own hurt? And God may ask you in 2024 to do something you don't want to do. You may be tired. You may be worn out. You may have already given your best. You may say it doesn't work. That's when the test really comes. <laughs> Jesus is going to say to the disciples, 
push the, go out further in the deep, and I want you to throw your nets over. Throw them over into the water. And you can, Lord, you're the amateur. We're the professionals. You were raised to be a carpenter, and we grew up as fishermen. And the best time to fish is not now. The best time to fish is at nighttime. And we've fished all night, and we've caught nothing. And you may find yourself in a place where you have every sound reason and every excuse to say it won't work. I don't want to do it, God. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm broke. I'm hungry. God, you may not know this, but I know it probably better than you do. <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm saying. We fished all night. There's no, there's nothing's going to change this. There's no fish out there. We've chased them and chased them and chased them and pulled our nets in and pulled our nets in and they came back empty, empty, empty. But in 2024, God may ask you to do something you don't want to do or you don't think is going to work. Now listen to me. This must be from God because this isn't, this little line's not in the notes. <laughs> and I studied. I plead with you to ask God to put you in a place where he asks you to do the impossible or believe for the impossible. Say, God, I don't know when or how, but I'd like to be in that place where you ask me to do something more, more than I know I can do. Because I'd love to see a miracle. I'd love to see you work. For me, my wife, for my kids, for my friend. But God, I'd like, I'd like for you to challenge me now most of us will be like moses when we preach a little bit on moses where god called moses and told asked him to go to egypt and moses basically came up with five excuses we won't go through them through them all but his, one of his best ones was send somebody else send somebody else what you want to do is be brought to a place where god says no i'm asking you to do it I know that's big. But you ought to pray right now. Say, God, help me do something beyond my ability so I can learn how to trust your ability. We tried to say that last week a little bit. Without, I don't twist people's arms to give. But when you made a faith promise a little bit, you're doing something that you say, I don't really know I'm going to do it, but I'm going to trust God to help me do it. Lord, we fished all night, but uh, we'll do it. Now think about this. 
when I say it's hard, it's hard. They have washed their nets. They have folded them up. They cleaned the boat out, cleaned it up. They're going home. They're done. Now they got to put the nets back in the boat, those heavy nets. See, they're not small. Put them back in the boat, unfold them, cast them over the side into the water. And as they sink in the water, they get heavier. And all the time they're thinking, this is a waste of time. It isn't going to work. And you know what they're thinking? Not only that. I know, because I'm this way. I would probably have leaned over. If Bob was with me, I would have told Bob this. Bob, now we're going to have to pull him out. <laughs> fold him back up. <laughs> roll back to shore. We're going to all this t- twice. What for? Suddenly... Fish who had not been there. This is what's great. When Jesus is in charge of the fish, they show up. <laughs> they swim towards the net. You know, I've, uh, Donald's a fisherman. Miss Thelma's a fisherman. John's a fisherman. Some of you fishermen. Wouldn't it be great every, t- that every time you threw your, your hook in there or your fly, whatever you use in that, the fish automatically comes to wherever you throw it? These weren't the only guys fishing that night. They thought, and fish began to come to the net and fill it up. And they fill it, and pretty soon it's like, we got a problem. Wouldn't you like to have a problem like this? We got more fish than we can get in the boat. That these fish are going to sink the boat. Now, I know what some of you would say. I knew it. The Lord is now going to sink my boat. We're we're going down. (laughs) I've trusted God and now I'm going to lose the boat. Well, they waved to their friends and they got the boat and almost sank both boats. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, first of all, pray, hey God, put me in a place where I have to cast my empty net out there and trust you. Or I'm going to tell you, telling you this, maybe God will challenge you to trust him for something you think is impossible. And it does happen in your life. Hopefully, this thing that happens in your life, you say, why do you? Now, listen to me. Guess what? They caught enough fish. They're going to have plenty to eat, pay their bills, maybe even get a new net, get new things. And I pray that God blesses you materially, whatever he asks you to do. But that is not why I want you to ask God to challenge you. I want you to ask God to challenge you so you'll see who you are and who God is. And what did Peter do? He realized he was a sinner. That he was unworthy. And that he was in the presence of God. And all of us need 
to see God this year as we've never seen him before. In 2024, not only should you ask the Lord to challenge you to do something you can't do, but you need to ask the Lord to show himself to you in his glory and his power. And I should have got an amen somewhere. And say, Lord, I want to see you in such a way that either like Peter or like Isaiah, I see your greatness and I see my sinfulness and my need for you. But listen, this is what's good about God. This is not a bad thing because the Lord says to Peter, fear not. I'll make you fishers of men. Isaiah, when he had the same type of experience, when the Lord said, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. It's not just enough to get blessed. And every God wants to bless us. But not only does God want to bless us, God wants to use us. And so you need to say, Lord, let me put it this way. God using most of us, that'd be a miracle in itself. I don't know why God would want to use me, and you've heard me say, but Deanna and I were missionaries in Ecuador. I had a speech impediment as a kid. I went to special class to learn how to say certain letters, certain words, like S's and T-H's. I go to language school in Costa Rica, and lo and behold, the same problems I had in English, I had in Spanish. And they had to bring in a special professor who had studied at the University of Minnesota. She's in San Jose, Costa Rica, working. Pay her extra, I think, I paid her extra out of my missionary account, but we paid her extra to teach me how to use my tongue to do certain exercises. 42 years of age, and I'm telling the Lord, Lord, I may not have been very good at it, but at least I could preach in English. Why of all the people you have called to be preachers and pastors, have you called me to come to Latin America to speak Spanish because it looks like I'm not going to be able to. I'm thinking, but spend all this time raising funds, writing letters, visiting churches, preaching messages, and now I can't preach or speak uh, well enough to do the job. God wants to bless us, and God wants to use us. But he blesses those and uses those who simply obey God. And when God asks you to do Something you don't think you can do. This year, you're going to get a surprise or you're going to shock. You're going to get good news or you're going to get bad news. And you're going to have to trust the Lord. There'll be times in 2024 for a few of you where you'll be at that blind spot. And you only can focus on God and say, God, I trust you. I trust you. 
I know that you're my God. I know that you're a good God. That's the message for 2024. Whatever you're going through is fear not. Thank you for listening to Sermons from Silver Moon with Pastor Phil Barber. To find out more about today's message, you may contact the Silver Moon Full Gospel Church at 417-472-3360. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church is located on Highway 59 North between Neosho and Diamond, Missouri. Morning worship is at 10 a.m. with a Wednesday night service at 6.30 p.m. The Silver Moon Full Gospel Church, where the distance is worth the difference. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And all these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.